Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. And I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now from Chicago, it's Gary Ross. Gary, you are the president of Inside Comms. Your website is insidecoms.com. Gary, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, it's great to be here, Josh. Thanks for having me. And what is Inside? Well, I mean, I, I, you obviously naming your company is called Inside Comms, but when we're talking about inside communications, what are we re- referring to? You know, it's all about communicating within internal within an organization, but it also has to do with training people to communicate professionally outside the organization as well, whether it's clients, colleagues outside, vendors, and and so forth. What I'm hearing is there's a lot of people, even just basic business communication these days, it's a little hard to come by. And so people have come to me to say, hey, you know, we need to professionalize a little bit about the way that our teams are communicating with themselves, with their superiors, but also with folks outside the company as well, just day-to-day client interaction. So uh, that's what we've been uh, we've been working on a lot lately. Yeah. And wh- what would be an example of how maybe unprofessional uh, communications are, you know, we might see examples in either companies that we've worked for, maybe companies we're partnering with, or, you know, maybe we're committing some of these sins right now. Uh, wh- how does this typically look? Well, that's the thing. First of all, it's not about being a communications cop or, or a language cop or a grammar snob or, or or anything like that. And my eighth grade English teacher, Miss Nussbaum, might you know not like hearing that from me uh, these days. But it, it's it's not about that. It's about relating to people in a concise way, in a clear way, in a way that also shows respect and that some effort also has been put into the communication. So we can let a little grammar mistake you know, go away every now and then. But if we're in, if we're communicating, let's say by email, and we've got a very bland subject line that says update or question or something like that, you know, I mean, we, we all get email, how many emails a day? And we're fl- flicking through our feed and all of that. Are we really going to catch that? And, and the person who is relying on that email to communicate, are they going to be able to get their point across? No, they're not just because of a very dull subject line. Let's say you do crack open that email and and you get in there. There are things that um, in in the business world, unless you're really, really familiar with somebody, for example, texting language, things like LOL and all of that stuff, it kind of makes people cringe, especially Mm -hmm. when you're when you're working with clients and need to be uh, need to come across as a as a professional. And believe it or not, a lot of that stuff is creeping up in professional communication these days. So that's part of what I work at, uh, what I what I work with with um, uh, with with clients. But you know, it, it's about taking also a, a step back. So earlier in my career, I was a I was a journalist, and what I learned every day is is putting things in the form of a story, taking something 
that is complex perhaps, and then bringing it down into something that's, that's very, very simple. And even just in our regular day-to-day -day communication, whether it's email, whether it's a phone call, whether it's a conversation across a table, or these days over a, a video call on a computer, it's all about taking a step back and saying, all right, what's the objective of, of this communication? What do I want this communication to accomplish? What is its job? And then when I go into a communication, again, whether it's written or spoken, I say, okay, now I know what I want this to accomplish. What am I gonna do? How can I boil this down into something that's compelling for, for the person I'm, I'm speaking with and communicating with? Um, I wonder if it's possible that someone might hear what we're talking about and, and not really understand um, a, an aspect of this where they might push back and say, oh, Gary, but our culture is really fun and informal. <laughs> And that's not necessarily what you're talking about. Can you maybe address, uh, you know, maybe it's a, a startup that's now, they're no longer at the early stages, like they're a pretty big organization. And, you know, with that, uh, you know, now they've got a full HR department, you know, they've got, um, they've got some considerations there. Um, but, but how do you address that, that kind of that culture shift and how that plays into communications? Oh, yeah. I mean, you could, this is not about not being fun. We, you know, having a, a fun culture and having a unique culture, that's also all about communication. But it's about how do we think about breaking through the clutter? How can we be clear and concise so we're not, in the journalism terms, burying the lead? Where, you know, we could, if, if we've got it, let's say we're sending an email to somebody and we're in a, we're in a fun culture, we can have fun in that email, but just don't put the, the subject or the thing you need to get across six, seven, eight lines down in, in that email. You can yeah. you could still pepper it with, with things that are appropriate for the culture, and you should. You absolutely should. That's what makes organizations special and unique and what people makes people want to work there. But it, it also can't get in the way of being able to communicate concisely and clearly and breaking through clutter, because clutter is what we're all dealing with these days, both within work and also uh, in communication in our personal lives as well. Yeah. You know, I was just laboring over an email that I had to send to a bunch of our clients, um, you know, about an important issue. And, uh, you know, and I found my boy, I went through so many revisions and edits and, you know, oh, man, I really want to say that, but I should probably leave that out at the sake of, you know, at the risk of this email turning into like, you know, like a three pager, we don't necessarily want to do that. Which nobody um, will read. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it sounds like, um, you know, it's, you know, one of the principles of, of effective internal communication is going to be, you know, getting, get to the point, <laughs> try to be succinct. Uh, and, uh, but, uh, and then and I assume then that there is a place where if something needs to be explained in detail for those who need it, you know, you, you can always store that information and, in a different format or in a different, um, you know, maybe, it need, you know, it's better to explain that in video and, you know, just say, well, just is, 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 is am I on track here that, oh, you know, absolutely. keep the email really tight and then link off to where people need to do the deep dive into some yeah. of the stuff you'd like to include and get everyone to hear. Yeah, you can, you can do that. But even if there's things that you're compelled to put into that email, don't put it into one big gray copy block. Mm. Break it up into bullet points. Break it up, maybe just do one or two sentences per paragraph. Again, because we're so conditioned these days to communicate and through as, as we're or take in our communications as we're scrolling, 
and 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 going through to when somebody comes across something that that is a big copy block it's just it, it puts people off and then you get into that you know tldr too long didn't read uh situation and and again you're not getting your point across and then that's when miscommunication happens there's um there's an acronym that i use <laughs> and i'm about to say don't use acronyms but um <laughs> here's one acronym that i that i do use uh acre a-c-r-e and it stands for being authentic clear relevant and engaging by by being authentic you're you're being straight with people you're showing appropriate emotion it doesn't mean you you have to be stilted uh but you're 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 being your your true self and then also where it's where it's uh, where it's appropriate you want to be displaying empathy as well clear we want to be clear we want to stay away from what i call tla's three letter acronyms which can be very exclusionary in in organizations how many times have we been in a in a meeting or a conversation where somebody throws out these abbreviations and we don't know what they are, but we're too afraid to ask what they are because we don't remember we're not going to look cool and we're not going to look smart. And so it just winds up being uh, exclusionary. Stay away from that stuff and don't cram too much in as, as we've been saying. Being relevant, one of the number one, I have a lot of number one rules of communication, but one of the number one rules of communication that is is critically important is know your audience know who you're communicating to why should people care about what you're about what you're saying and if if you feel like they may need some explanation about why they should be caring then then put that relevant relevance piece up front that what's in it for me piece up front and then just again be be engaging word choice don't be Use that stiff corporate lingo because it makes you think it makes you sound smarter, intelligent. Oh, we're going to leverage new paradigms to optimize our current offering to be oh, blah, oh, blah, blah, right? Oh, oh I can't stand that. that. Nobody wants to talk about that. Use good word choices and, and speak like a, a human being and a, and, and a person. No large copy blocks. If it's possible, if you're putting in a if you're doing a larger communication and it's got a lot of information in there, use visuals, break it up with some little graphics here and there. All of that will go toward, re to, toward readability, toward breaking through that clutter that all of us are inundated with every day. Yeah. Hey, while I ask you this next question, Gary, um, I'm just wondering if you could um, double check your microphone setting. It looks like you have a really good microphone. I'm just wondering if I'm picking up the wrong mic. So I don't know if you want to look at that really quick while I um, ask you this next thing. And and of course, that's the sensitivity that uh, so many employers and workplaces today uh, have become more and more decentralized and um, you know and remote. Um, you have entire departments that are now that are just living on Zoom and Slack and and other platforms. So I would imagine that there would be extra consideration that we ought to be taking because we're just not getting the in-person meetings that maybe an organization used to have pre-COVID. Yeah, and I checked that. Oh, setting. that was it, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> the whole audience just went, ah, there he is. Sorry about I, that. You have a good broadcasting voice. I was just like, yeah, I think something's <laughs> up. Okay, go, sorry, go ahead. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, so it, it it's again, you know, thinking about context and think, knowing about your audience, what, if, if, if you're about to start speaking with somebody, uh, you're, you're in a meeting, uh, it, it it goes toward knowing what meeting you're in. What's the subject of the meeting? What's the objective of the meeting? Are you the eighth Zoom meeting of the day for somebody or are you the first? Is it early in the morning? Is it late in the day? Knowing the context and thinking about 
the context of the person and and what their their frame of reference is at a particular time will help you relate to to that person and that we need to exercise that muscle so much more when we're communicating remotely because we don't have those nonverbals that we do that we have in a in an office situation where you know somebody might be walking in and they're you know they have a, a spring in their step or they're kind of drudging in and because they're tired for the day and you're you're picking up these these visual cues. We don't necessarily have that. So, you know, upping the empathy, upping the the context and trying to understand the context of what that person is is working through and, and living through in that particular day, even down to kind of the minute, what what part of the day are they in can can really help. What are, Gary, on that note, kind of piggybacking on that, what are some of the technologies that you think are are, 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 are exciting for improving the way that we communicate internally? Well, video. Yeah. And, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Video is great. And, and there, because there is so much you can do with it. And again, being an old TV guy, I have a, a real affinity for it. I'll, I'll give you an example. I was working last year on a project for a, a large company that was uh, just implementing Workday, the big uh, HR software platform. And we we're coming up on the first uh, legal holiday. It was Memorial Day uh, for um, uh, for this company while the new platform was active. And what that meant, they have, they have people working seven days a week, third shift and all that. And so holiday weekend, holiday time and all that. It, it had, there, there was a lot of new stuff that they needed to do for the first time when that weekend, Memorial Day weekend was coming around. And, you know, in terms of entering time and processing payroll and that sort of stuff, couldn't be a more drier subject, mm -hmm. right? And so we're like, okay, how, how can we get people to, to pay attention to this? And so we took advantage of the fact that it was Memorial Day. And here in the U.S., at least a lot, they from and Memorial Day is a big weekend for movie blockbusters. So we made a video in the style of a blockbuster movie trailer with the thumping Jeez. music, and we had the graphics that said, "In a in a world where time is tracked, only one company can rise to the occasion." And and we had the green screen at the beginning with the following preview has been approved for, um, and all of that stuff, and it went out in the style of a movie trailer with. Uh, what otherwise would have been very, very dry content. Mm. And not only did people watch it, but they talked about it and it spread by word of mouth. And we got the information out there in a much broader way than if we had just sent an email with, here are the seven things you need to make sure you do to get paid on time this weekend. So there's all kinds of things you can do with, with video. And what the, the issue still to this day is that a lot of companies' infrastructure just doesn't keep up with. Uh, the bandwidth needed, uh, some of the security protocols don't allow some of the video tools to be used. And, and so we communicators keep fighting the good fight to try to try to open that up a little bit to make it uh, uh, a, a little more usable. So there's still some infrastructure issues with that, but that that's a great way to go. The other thing, and, and you'll probably love hearing this, but for certain audiences, uh, internal podcasts are becoming really, really useful. Oh, so, do I love that? You're Man, welcome. Do I love that? <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm I'm serious. So there's a an organization I was working with last year that had a, a large population of of professional drivers. They have a, a oh, uh, distribution yes. centers that have to 
send product out to there's a restaurant chain that had to send product out to uh, from the commissary to in the individual restaurants. And all these people's jobs were to drive back and forth to the right. And, and you can't communicate with these folks on email because they're not nope. in front of a, a desk every day. They're in their they're in their truck all the time. And you could do a 10 or 15 minute podcast with corporate information that they could download. Boom. And so it's going to where people are, again, going back to that, okay, what's the, how can I empathize with this person's situation? What context are they in? How can I reach them in their world and where they are? Somebody driving around a lot, a podcast, and those things can be really effective. I love that so much. I think that's just brilliant because again, you know, when we think about, you know, demanding, like sending a long article or a paper to read or just something that that's very demanding of someone's attention. And so you're expecting them to sit there and consume that and not some people that's a preferred way of learning. Uh, for me, anytime there's an audiobook, that's I'm going for the audiobook. And so similarly, I'm a huge podcast subscriber too. I just think that that's absolutely brilliant. And I, I agree with you. I think that that's going to become a bigger and bigger, um, you know, in, in, when we're talking about internal communications, just the opportunity there you know, with all of our clients, I, you know, I send them videos, I send them quick little video clips, I, you know, sure. try to use audio whenever possible. I, I absolutely love it. I, I'm excited about this, Gary, I'm excited about the future. And you, and you know what, and companies of any size can do it too. Yes, 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 absolutely. Because absolutely. It is really the technology has really been democratized. I mean, I, I help a lot of people with it. But it's something that, you know, I could set something up, for example, for somebody and they here it is here, go and communicate forth and be happy. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's 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 terrific. Companies of any size can do it. At, at your website, insidecoms.com, uh, Gary, you provide internal communications training, uh, coaching, consulting, and speaking. Uh, but for someone that's been listening to our conversation, uh, and by the way, I, I didn't get to mention, like, you work with some really great companies, some big companies, <laughs> Walgreens, Northwestern University, Hyatt, DuPont, uh, number of large, CDW. Uh, and um, so when someone that's listening to our conversation right now says, I would love to learn more, you know, love to see how they can engage, what would you recommend their next steps be? Well, yeah, go to the website, uh, www.insidecoms.com. And, and check it out. There's a contact form. You can fill it out. You can also send a note to info at insidecoms.com. And that's I-N-S-I-D-E-C-O-M-M-S.com. Another thing to check out, uh, I've also got some e-learning courses for, it's mostly geared toward communicators, but I've got some people who are not in the communications field that are still finding it very, very useful. There's one company that that purchased a, a, a few of them for their entire company actually to to go into. That's uh, you can link to it from from that site, but it's also you can also get to it directly. Uh, I call it Inside Comms Plus, and mm -hmm. so the website for that is plus p l u s dot inside comms dot com, and that's all on there. And and you can. Um, uh, you can bundle courses, do all access pass. You could do one course if if you'd like, and uh, it's all explained on there. But any questions about anything, info, I-N-F-O at insidecoms.com, and we can chat. Excellent. All right. Again, Gary Ross, you're president of Inside Comms, found on the web at insidecoms.com. And you'll find a link as well to the uh, plus, uh, which you're right. There's a lot of great courses and content here. So thank you so much for putting that together. And Gary, thank you very much for being a guest. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was fun. Thanks a lot. 
Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm -hmm.